and welcome to the Narrow Road Podcast, a place to share the journey of walking with God on the narrow road that leads to life. I hope that you find rest and encouragement here, but above all, the awareness that you're not alone on the way. Welcome back to the Narrow Road Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Bowyer, and it is my great pleasure to be with you again for another episode. We are on episode 23 of 365 days of podcasting. That means I am podcasting every single day for a year. This has been, well, maybe not the podcasting every single day bit, but the podcasting goal or dream has been a dream of mine for a long time. Before podcasting even became a thing, I always thought, what if there was a way if you don't own a radio station (laughs) or don't work for a radio station and or don't have a ton of money that you could just share thoughts or beautiful things or scripture or just whatever, you know, in an audio format that you could give to the world. And then podcasting came along, and that was so exciting, but I wrongly assumed it was going to require a lot of different technology. And in a way, it does require a certain amount of technology, but not as much as I thought and has gotten progressively easier to do as time has gone by. So, yeah, but this has been a journey and a dream for a long time, and I'm not saying that I'm great at it. And I certainly feel like I have so much to learn, but I'm having fun. I'm having a good time, and I'm really excited to see how 365 days goes. It's, it's Some days have been easier than others, and some days have been really, really hard to motivate myself to come talk into a microphone and stare at a screen in a room by myself. Yeah, but having um, the encouragement of my friends, my husband and my friends around me and and God, <laughs> I'm carrying on. So we're on episode 23, 23 episodes. And today I wanted to talk to us about the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom in particular, arguably, in my view, the only gospel the gospel is the gospel of the kingdom, but we often don't hear it put that way or they don't call it that. They meaning ministers, preachers, evangelists, it's usually the gospel of salvation and or terminology surrounding heaven and hell and, and stuff of that nature. And so I just wanted to talk more about my understanding, my perspective through the scriptures, through, through my life thus far of what the gospel, the good news that Jesus brought us actually is. Is it just that he saves us from hell? I don't think so. I think it's a lot bigger than that. I think it's a lot more empowering and exciting and full than that. Um, so let's get into it today, okay? Let's go. so in the church, I feel like many of us haven't been preached the full gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe that's a hot take. I don't know, but it's how I feel. I feel we've been given a partial gospel, a partial understanding of what was actually achieved when long, 
when love hung on a bloody cross 2,000 years ago. We've been taught a gospel of salvation rather than a gospel of the kingdom. We've been taught that Jesus died for the sins of our past, but the present and the future are now our battleground, so to speak, the place where we prove our salvation in a sense, as Jesus kind of helps us along from time to time. We're, many, we're, we're mere sinners saved by grace, and the best we can hope for is to finish our race on this earth and experience the bliss of God in a completely sinless state on the other side of heaven. Does that sound familiar? At least to you in any way, in any church you may have grown up in as a child. Well, the thing is that that's not what Jesus died for us to believe. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 2, Jesus didn't proclaim, repent for salvation is near. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Believe it or not, there's a massive difference between those two statements and ultimately a huge difference between the theology that created them and the theology created by them. Salvation is a byproduct of the kingdom, but it's not the kingdom alone. To preach salvation as the gospel is to preach a partial gospel. It is to show an aspect of the kingdom, but not actually lead people into the kingdom. My former pastor, arguably current pastor from a distance, <laughs> says many people repent enough to see the kingdom, just not enough to enter it. So to preach the gospel of the kingdom is to preach the life lived by Jesus, both as he walked the earth, as he died, and as he is resurrected. His existence is the kingdom. That was why he was able to declare that it was at hand or right in front of them as he was walking through the crowds. He is salvation. But true salvation is not the promise of going to heaven when we die. It is the promise of an entirely new nature provided through the spirit of God released after his death. In Jesus and in Holy Spirit is the fullness. In him is all truth, all life, all action. He is all in all. He's the kingdom. Jesus is the kingdom. And 1 John 4, 17 says this, As he is, so are we in this world. So if Jesus is the kingdom and you believe in him and he and the Father have come to live inside of you, what does that make you? The kingdom. In the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 20 through 21, it says this Once, on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, Here it is, or There it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is in your midst. If, therefore, you're, you are the kingdom, just as he is the kingdom, since it is not I who live, but Christ within me, that's Galatians 2, verse 20, then does that make you a sinner saved by grace? Or maybe I'll ask it this way. Was Jesus a sinner saved by grace? <laughs> Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 says that Jesus is the firstborn among all creation, meaning he was and is the first example of what the new nature, the fully abiding creation of God, would look like living fully from the kingdom. He's the first example of what we could look like. He was utterly sinless, completely powerful, 
the most joyful, fully loving person on the planet who lived in unbroken fellowship with Holy Spirit and the Father every single day. He came to render the devil utterly powerless, defeat death, end the separation between humanity and their father, release the nature and spirit of God into man, and live as our perfect example of how to walk out the new existence he made available to us. John chapter 14 verse 12 says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Romans chapter 6 is one of the most incredible chapters in the Bible to wash yourself in to gain a deep, rich understanding of what Jesus died to give us. Romans chapter 6, specifically verse 5 and 6, say, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Because Jesus died, you are a saint and no longer a sinner. Sit on that for a second. Because he died, you are a saint and no longer a sinner. In fact, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 says, If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Notice how John doesn't say when anyone sins or when you sin, but he says if anyone sins, which means he lived knowing that sin is utterly optional to the believer. It has no power over us any longer. Again, remember when we had that podcast not long ago talking about the unbreakable grip of sin, right? That was how we lived before God. We, we were unbreakably gripped. It felt like we couldn't overcome who we had been, the feelings of our lives, the lusts of the flesh, the desires, the, the depression, the anger, the, the, the toxic cycles. It felt like no matter what you did, what you read, who you hung around, you couldn't break it. But then God, right? But then God. And now that unbreakable grip of sin is, is so broken that it's not that you can't sin in the kingdom. It's that you very much have an option. It is utterly optional. It is no power over us any longer, which is why he says, if anyone among you sins, not when, if. To the believer, sinning is a matter of choice rather than a matter of compulsion. That is the good news. Furthermore, if you do commit a sin while you are existing as a saint, that does not mean you're back to being a sinner. Why? Because your identity is not founded in what you do, but in who you are. When you were born again through your faith in what Jesus did, you became a son or a daughter of God. You died with or as Christ, which means the Father sees you the same way he sees his Son, which means that you are blameless and righteous in his sight, and his sight is the only version of you that matters. Guys, this is the scandal of grace. This is the scandal of grace because of what Jesus did. When the Father looks at you, he looks at you like he looks at his Son. That it it defies, it defies fairness. <laughs> it defies logic. But that is the mercy and the kindness and the goodness of God, of our Father. 
Now, does that mean you should carry on sinning with no regard to the consequences or Christ's sacrifice? Obviously not. In fact, no true lover of God would ever desire to carry on sinning. Your desires for sin are eligible for complete removal as you renew your mind and feast on the true reality of your righteousness through Jesus. When you begin to grasp what Jesus traveled to this earth to accomplish on your behalf through the full revelation of the kingdom, everything inside of you will begin to change. Our revelation of the Father's deep love for us leads us to repentance or to shift from one lifestyle to another. That's the power of the gospel. That's the gospel of the kingdom. That's the full gospel. As for me, walking with Jesus now for many years, only in the very recent past did I learn to come to a revelation of the kingdom in a way that changed me like never before. I have walked in a level of freedom from sin and offense over the past few years, not without stumbling, that I never knew, but that I never knew was possible. Is it possible to live sinless? To attain sanctification or completion this side of heaven, I believe with all of my heart that it is possible. It's possible. I'm not saying it will happen, and I'm not saying I live that way, but I'm saying do I believe it's possible? Absolutely. When a saint walks fully abiding in union with God through the Spirit, it, anything is possible. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We've talked a lot about freedom in this podcast. But you can't say enough about the freedom we actually have because of Jesus. Jesus came to set us free. When you entered the world, you entered it being taught that you were a slave to sin. You were a slave to being separated from God. You had no choice in that matter. It simply was your existence as it is for any person who was born into this slavery. But because of Jesus' death, our existence as slaves ended and an entirely new existence was created for those who would believe. This state of being was not just a way to heaven, but a way to bring heaven to earth. In John chapter 8, verses 31 through 32, it says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm. When we stay as close to Jesus as is available, the place of abiding, we will come to the knowledge of the truth, and that revelatory knowledge is what leads you into the freedom Jesus died to give you. Can you see how it all works together? Can you see how each of the blog or blogs, podcasts that we've done so far, all sort of interweave the message of the truth of the kingdom? Hmm. But you know, if you never hear this truth or never search the scriptures for yourself, or never ask Jesus the tough questions, you will never come to the knowledge of the truth that allows you to walk as a saint, fully entered into the kingdom, and you will remain merely a sinner saved by grace, staring at the kingdom and wondering why your Christian life always feels so powerless. Jesus came to give us the gospel also known as the good news. His death is good news. His resurrection is good news. The veil being torn between us and the Father is good news. Everything about his life, past and present, is good news, and it is our hope. 
What he died to give you ought to be something you are jealous to walk in if it was important enough for him to give up everything he could possibly give in order to share it with us. If all his death accomplished was our ability to make it to heaven, something about that doesn't seem right to me. There has to be more, and the thing is, all it takes is a quick glance through the red letters and literally any of the New Testament epistles to see that the mo there most certainly is more hidden in plain sight. The kingdom is in you. You are the kingdom. You are a king, a priest, a saint, a son, a daughter of God. You are called to let your light shine among men and to know and release God's will from heaven to earth. You're called to love God with all of your existence, drive out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick, preach the gospel, make disciples of men, and love men as well as you love yourself. Are you living from this place? Really? Are you living from this place? If you are, am I living from this place? Preaching to myself. I'm always preaching to myself. If you are welcome to the kingdom, and if you aren't, now is not the time to sit in offense or a condemnation. It's the time to repent, also known as changing your perspective, and ask God for a revelation of what Jesus actually accomplished through the cross. Sit at his feet and watch him unveil truth to you as you sit in the place of humble surrender. There is more, saint. There is so much more. And I close with Luke chapter 12, verse 32, which says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Ooh, one of my favorite verses of all time. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Man, oh man. If it felt like I was reading something, it's because I was. I was actually reading from one of my old blogs. It's a blog post I wrote in 2018 called The Gospel of the Kingdom. If you're curious to read it for yourself or check it out for yourself, it's at the it's at ponderingwoman.com. And then just type into the search bar kingdom or gospel of the kingdom and it should pull up the blog. It's one of my most favorite blogs because every time I read it, it brings me to life. It reminds me of the truth. It it paints the, the picture. I mean, there's so much depth. There's so much more to be said about the fullness of the gospel. But even getting that sort of surfacey view of it is so enriching and, and so powerful to actually understand how profound the actual gospel, the pure gospel of Jesus is. What was actually given to us was so much more than entrance into heaven after death. It is so much more than that. Yeah, it's powerful. So if I sounded really excited on this blog that's or on this podcast, what do I keep saying that word blog? On this podcast, it's because this is one of those that one of those readings for me that really, really enriches me. It's my own words, and yet I remember the excitement and the the veracity with which I typed that out and the passion I was walking in and living in. And it's like I can tap back into that when I read those words and I remind myself of this truth. So I hope that it does that for you. If you need to read it or sit in it in a more calm way <laughs> than I may have read it out, then yeah, just go check it out. It's on PonderingWoman.com and just look for the Gospel of the Kingdom um, blog post. It's it's really good. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it because it's the truth. And yeah, so that's all for me today. I hope that this encouraged you and set the record straight in your mind of 
of what is available to you inside of the kingdom. And we'll obviously dive deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the truth of, of this marvelous, mysterious, wonderful gift that God has given us inside of this kingdom that he's so happy to give. He's so happy to give it. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, so good. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Narrow Road Podcast. And as always, I will be back with you tomorrow for another one. So stay tuned. Thanks and bye-bye.